So hey there, welcome back to Accelerated Real Estate Investor. Hey, I am so excited to be back with you. So grateful for your time that you took carved out a few minutes to spend with me today. Uh, today I'm interviewing Jeff Holst. Jeff is a recovering attorney and now full-time real estate investor. Uh, Jeff has an amazing story that back when he was 30 years old, uh, he checked the last item off of his bucket list climbing Machu Picchu and he was on top of the world looking down at the Incan city realizing that at 30 years old he was living the life of his dreams he had swam with sharks in Belize he had been to the pyramids in Egypt he had been well traveled to the point where he climbed the top of Mount Sinai and backpack through Europe as an active attorney he was married and had a beautiful wife and house in the suburbs and a thriving law practice but Two weeks later, Jeff realized he was lying in the hospital, dying from leukemia. His business is what was in array, and even though he was an active, practicing bankruptcy attorney, he now found himself filing for bankruptcy. Over a decade later, at 41 years old, Jeff now owns over 200 units of residential properties and commercial buildings. Uh, for the last four years, he's focused on his value-add apartment portfolio and apartment strategy, buying properties between 10 units to 50 units. He is the host of the Old Fashioned Real Estate Show, where he drinks bourbon old fashions and talks about real estate investing. Uh, in this episode of Accelerated Investor, you're going to hear from Jeff on how he buys properties with JV partners who fund the entire deal and Jeff still gets to keep 50% of all of the profits, cash flow, and equity, and how he's able to do deals with no money down. Jeff is also going to challenge you to living your best life right now. And as a leukemia survivor, speaking to me as a pancreatic cancer survivor, we can both attest to this amazing life that we live now because of the, you know, the pains and the suffering that we went through in the past. And Jeff's also going to talk about the mindset shift from going from a transactional attorney to a long-term real estate investor. We also have a great fun conversation about his move to Puerto Rico. You're going to love this interview on the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast with Jeff Holst. Welcome to the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you're looking to retire early with forever passive income... You're in the right place. This podcast is the go-to destination for real estate investors, both active and passive, and multifamily apartment investors, new, intermediate, and advanced. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast. So, hey, Jeff, listen, so excited to have you on Accelerated Real Estate Investor. I know on your show, you guys like to get drunk and talk about real estate. We're sober for this one, but thank you so much for jumping on today. I know it's more fun when you're drunk, Josh, I promise. I'm sure it is. I've got a volleyball tournament to drive to in about two hours. Oh, yeah, you don't want to, yeah, you got to drink and drive. Yeah. But if, once I get to the hotel, 
I can have a couple pops later on tonight to get ready for tomorrow. So thanks for jumping on the show, Jeff. And you know what? I, when I when I kind of meet somebody new, interview somebody new, I always like to hear like, what are they working on right now that they're excited about, that they're going to make money with, and it kind of gets their juices going. So what are you up to? Oh, man. I, I haven't told anyone this yet, so you get to be the Secret. first person to hear it. Yeah. I'm planning on moving to Puerto Rico. Oh, why? Okay, tell us about uh, it. Yeah, so, well, I went to Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago, and I've been, my wife and I have said for a while that we want to move to the Caribbean, and uh, I was in Puerto Rico, I was meeting with a couple of real estate guys I know that live there, and they were telling me about the tax advantages and some other stuff, and I was like, why don't I just do it now? Like, why am I waiting, right? So, it's going to take me a little bit because it's sort of a process, right, to get there, sure. but but I think uh, early next year, 2022, I'm going to live in San Juan. Nice. Fantastic. So for our audience that might not know about the tax advantages and some of the exciting stuff that's, you know, advantageous for Puerto Rico, just elaborate on that a little bit. What what are some of the reasons, the financial reasons to go? Yeah. So, I mean, besides the fact that it's, you know, the Caribbean and oceans and all that stuff, right? Because that's the yeah. real reason to go. I just want to live. I need more ocean in my life. But uh, the tax advantages. So if you're a mainland U.S., person and you go to Puerto Rico, you can apply for something called the Act 60 grant. It's a tax grant that they offer. There's a bunch of different categories, but the long and short of it is if you start a business in Puerto Rico, you can you can actually in many cases get that business subject to a 4% corporate tax rate and 0% personal taxes on income sourced in Puerto Rico through that company. So you pay like an effective tax rate of 4% and no federal US taxes, which you can't do anywhere else in the world because Anywhere else in the world, the U.S. says, no, you owe us the taxes anyway. But because Puerto Rico is part of the U.S., they have a special status that allows them to do that. So, so I, I have, I've heard about this, but I haven't done any personal research. So are you telling us that we can buy and flip properties in various parts of the U.S. and then essentially file that business in Puerto Rico? Yeah, help so, us understand that. Yeah, yeah. So, it does, so, so to be clear, like I, I'm not an expert on this at all. I'm just starting to sure. learn about it. And it's not the only reason I'm moving. Like I have friends in Puerto Rico. I, I love the country itself. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's 0% capital gains tax in Puerto Rico, long and short-term capital gains zero percent wow. as long as you qualify under the act right yeah um which means you have to be from the u.s and you have to there's some steps you have to go through you have to donate a certain amount to puerto rican charities you've got to pay a fee to the government so it's not completely free but it, it's there's some significant advantages but technically money that you make in the u.s is still taxed on u.s tax rates so yeah, yeah. if you flip something in the united states and you have a gain on it. That money was sourced in the United States. Now, what a lot of people do on stuff like that is because they're performing some of the work while they're in Puerto Rico, because you have to actually live there. You have to be there more than half the year, 183 days minimum right. a year. If you were flipping and doing like, like some kind of consulting with your flipping company, you can charge those consulting fees to your Puerto Rican company, thereby yeah. lower your tax obligations in the US, but you're not going to eliminate it completely. Yeah, But sure. for sure, you can get a lot of advantage, especially if you do like, like I do, right? I mean, I have some podcasts and some other consulting work that I do that wherever it works in my head. So if I live in Puerto Rico, the the, the money's earned in Puerto Rico. And you're having so, a cervece on the beach. It's Puerto Rican beach, yeah. you know? The brain power is still working on the yep, Puerto exactly. Rico. It depends on how many cervezas you have, though, right? So, yeah, so. right. Right. That's awesome, Jeff. So help us understand a little bit more about your money-making strategy with real estate. I know you have 
close to 150 residential rental properties, some commercial buildings. What's your favorite form of real estate investing? And you've done many different things. Sure. Um, help us understand what you own, how you do it. How did you kind of fall, not fall into it, but how did you kind of start to focus sure. on that niche that you like? Yeah. So the last couple of years, like basically since 2017, we focused on a value add multifamily strategy. Um, but but we've, we've, we we kind of go into a niche that's different than most people. So the big syndicators, they're all buying 100 unit, 150 unit, 200, 300 unit. We're, we're not targeting those. Um, and most of your mom and pop people get about a million dollar purchase price. They start getting queasy. So we kind of try to go in between there. So we're buying like 10 to 40 unit buildings that are you know, maybe a million to $4 million in that range. Yeah, I love that niche. Um, yeah, and a lot of people are staying away from me. It's just too small for the big guys and it's too big for the little guys. So there's less competition. Uh, and then when we do the value add stuff, we, you know, we're buying stuff that's from people that are overwhelmed or they're tired uh, and we fix it up. And usually 18 months, two years, we're refinancing, pulling all of our money out and still having the cash flowing asset. So love it, love it. So a couple things around that. So we do very similar. We 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 the biggest building we own is 730 units. We just bought a 552 unit in Houston, but I also own a 16 unit. I'm buying a 52 unit next week. And so we just like stuff that cash flows. I really don't care yeah. how big or small, right? But uh Help us understand, like if you could kind of walk us through a real deal or a hypothetical deal, give me some numbers, kind of bring it to life. Like what does a deal look like that's in that 10 to 40 unit range? The reason sure. I, I love that niche also is because you could still get Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, long-term yeah. non-recourse funding when you're over a million, million five in, in loan value. So there's a lot of benefits to that. Yeah. Uh, but give it give it some life. So tell our audience about yeah, a deal so, you've done or uh, deal you're looking at. Yeah. Well, so we're, uh, I mean, we just closed a 20 unit. Um building here in Chattanooga where I live um, in January. So we've had it for about two months now. Uh, we paid uh, one point, I think it was like 1.16 for it. You know, we had a little bit of a discount. It was originally one, two, but we got a discount. Um, so, I mean, it was, you know, pretty cheap on a per door basis. I mean, it was tired. The average rent over there, and these are two bedroom, one and a half bath, uh, you know, the laundry hookup, central heating and cooling, the whole thing. Right. And they were, uh, uh, they were the average rent was like five hundred dollars. It should have been wow. nine hundred to a thousand dollar rents. So we're able to pick that up. I mean, it's tired. It needs full renovation, but but full renovation means cosmetic stuff, right? Structurally, yeah. everything's good. So you know, eight ten thousand dollars a unit. Um, you know, put another two hundred thousand into the property and maybe a little exterior stuff, and you've got a two million dollar property. So that's that's kind of the strategy on that one. Um, and we actually, uh, we took a few partners in on that. So we, uh, we, we only kept half of it for ourselves. but, sure. um, but I mean, it's a deal where we expect to be able to refinance. I mean, we got an interest only loan. Actually, we took a local bank loan, uh, interest only for 18 months. And we expect to refinance before the 18 months and pull out all the capital. My newest and most powerful real estate investing book, The Flip System, is now available and for a limited time, you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com forward slash podcast. Using the same proven principles, secrets, and investing strategies I'm sharing in this book, I've been able to personally close over 750 highly profitable real estate deals over the last 15 years, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million of private money, and acquire over 2,000 units of apartments. Get my newest book 
now for free for a limited time at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. Have you thought about like the move to Puerto Rico? This has got to be like the wheels turning in your mind. Move to Puerto Rico. You're there for 183 days out of out of 365, but you own your assets, your properties back here in the States, Chattanooga, et cetera. Tell me about what's going through your mind as far as managing that stuff virtually, property management. How are you going to handle the portfolio while you're gone? Yeah. So, well, I'm very fortunate. I have really good partners that aren't moving to Puerto Rico. So that okay. helps a lot, right? So, so you got the, you got the, yeah. you got the long straw, the short straw that you got to leave and they got yeah. to stay. Okay. So, well, so, so I actually invest in Michigan as well. Um, and I'm from Michigan originally, and I have a partner up there. He owns a property management company and he manages our stuff. So it's pretty hands off on that. And we have about a hundred units up there and about a hundred down here. Um, so I'm pretty balanced between the two. And then my partner here from my uh, old fashioned real estate show, the, the one that you referenced at the beginning yeah. there, uh, Brian, he, he has a property management company as well. So his company manages our stuff here. So I actually don't involve myself that much in the day to day. My yeah. role is more on underwriting and coordinating stuff and deal sourcing. So as long as I'm still networking a fair amount, I think it'll be reasonable okay. And I'm anticipating being in Puerto Rico. I'm going to meet different people. I'm going to be exposed to different opportunities. Yeah. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be reasonably easy to make that transition. Yeah. I think the, the lesson there is right. Like with multifamily and with real estate, you know, the team is what it's all about. You don't have to be involved every day to still create an amazing lifestyle and financial freedom. And for those of our listeners who think like, I've got to be involved every day, I've got to do everything. I just had a coaching call with a coaching student of mine and for an hour, we're talking about how she's doing everything in her business. And I just want to, you know, she's going to hear this. Her name is Jill. I'm like, I just want to punch myself in the head to think like, Jill, you've got to find an executive coordinator. You've got to find a property manager. You've got to find an operations manager. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make less money. You're going to make more because there's so much business that's flowing through your, and it's just falling on the floor. Oh yeah. And you know, I, I did the same thing. I, you know, I had a similar, but related, I, I quit working in 2017. I had a full-time job before that, which yeah. actually is good because it forced me to not do everything in real estate. Right. Yeah. So the first six or seven years I was investing in real estate, I didn't have, I didn't have the time to do everything. Um, but when I quit working, it freed up my time to find so many more deals. We've just like, it's like been pouring gasoline on a fire, right? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And I know people that are in Jill's situation that have hired that person to take over some of their roles and, and like almost immediately they doubled or tripled their income. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you let somebody else handle the day-to-day, kind of coordinate and do the back office type of stuff. So you could just do the revenue producing activities of finding deals, finding money. Like that's yeah. where it's at, man. That's where the money is made. Um, so Jeff, what is your you own residential rentals, you flip properties, you own commercial, you know, value adds been your kind of flavor the last. What's the favorite deal that you've ever done? Does one stand out? Well, I, you know, I, I, I'd like to say, you know, it's the first deal I ever did because that's what, you know, it feels sure. the best, right? Because if you didn't do that one, you didn't do any of them, right? But uh, we did this, um, we did this 41 unit building up in Michigan uh, a few, I think we had it just about two years now. Like we bought it in May. So it's just almost two years because it's April right now. I don't know when this will come out, yeah. but um, so we had it just about two years. And last year, um, you know, in the summer, so six months ago, we refinanced it. We bought this thing for $1.8 million. 
and they gave us a cap on the loan at two million, and it fine it it appraised at three, like almost like 2.95 million. And, you know, we didn't put any extra money in. This was just from the cash flows to renovate it. Um, and we were able to get a couple hundred thousand more than we put into it back out uh, in 18 months. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's unbelievable, really. I mean, and, and yes. on that deal, what I like the most about it is um, we took another partner in that put up the money and he loaned it to our company. So I actually had $0 in and I own a quarter of that thing. It's got, you know, a million dollars in equity. And, and I got money back at at the refinance. Yeah. So I got money out. I'm getting cash flow. It's still cash flows at a 1.8 debt coverage ratio. Nice. So it's like, it's just a cash machine. Um, I own a quarter of it and I didn't put any money in. So I got to love that one the most. I think. Oh, that is a fantastic deal. Thanks for telling us about that. So Jeff, how did you, how did you, you're having all the success now, value add, you got 200 doors, things going on, going to, to, uh, you know, San Juan, Puerto Rico, a lot of things that a lot of people would look and say, wow, this guy's really kind of living his life and his movement is going to be in the Caribbean. But you had gotten started from somewhere. You, you graduated from college, you became an attorney. You thought that was the way to create a great job and make a lot of money and create financial freedom, but it didn't really work out that way. And you ultimately fell in love with real estate. So tell us about kind of, because you have that very traditional story like I did, like go to college, get a job, start as a lawyer. I was a financial planner. It worked out great, but it was very unfulfilling because it was just about how much Mm. money I could make. And I was working a bazillion hours. Then you made the pivot to real estate. So help me understand your backstory and your pivot. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack there, but I'll I'll do my best to make a short version of it. All right. So I went to law school, graduated, did really well in law school. I was even the graduating class speaker, all that stuff. So I nice. started this little law firm. Party pants. Yeah, I mean, I know. I wasn't the smartest, but they, you know, there was a little bit of a voting element there. And I graduated early, so there wasn't as much competition. But but anyway, so I, I got done with that. I had a, I got an MBA also, in, so I did a business degree on top of that. And I started, uh, I took over a small firm. My dad had been a bankruptcy attorney. So I took over his bankruptcy firm, and I was doing bankruptcies. This is 2007, right? So we, I got a television commercial. I hired another lawyer. Um, and we were, I mean, we were killing it. I mean, 2008, we filed yeah. 450 bankruptcies in 2008, right? Wow. Actually, by August of 2008, we were at over 400 bankruptcies. And I had this sort of short list of things. Like when I decided to become a lawyer, um, it was because I had gone on this sort of, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went to Europe and I went on this quest to tra- sort of figure out what I wanted to do. And I remember one day I was sitting on the steps of this church, looking down at the Coliseum and I just went, you know what? I like old stuff. I'm just going to go make some money and travel. That was like the whole goal, right? I didn't know yeah. what I want to do. My dad was a lawyer. So I went, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take over his firm. I'm going to make money and I'm going to travel. And I made a little list of places I wanted to go. And I was 30 years old in 2008. And the last thing on that list was Machu Picchu in Peru. So in August, I went down to Machu Picchu. Same kind of thing. I'm sitting on the top of the mountain, looking down at the city, and I'm going, I still don't really know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> you know? Right. And, but everything was good. I mean, I had a house in the suburbs, and you know, my wife and I were happy, and we had our dogs, and all this stuff was going great. Uh, and I came off of, I literally walked off of the mountain, checked my my voicemail on a payphone, and it was the attorney that worked for me, left me a voicemail saying he was putting in his two-week notice. And I was like, whoa, I don't have to figure that out now because we're super busy, right? And I've, now I'm going from two attorneys to one. And I came home and I had pneumonia and I went to the ER and um, I got diagnosed with leukemia. 
that night. Wow. Like two wow. weeks from from like top of the world, like everything's perfect to now I have zero attorneys working for me, right? I can't work. He can't, he quit. Um, and I didn't, so I didn't have any money coming in and like 7,000 a week going out the door to cover the expenses at the office. And uh, yeah, I just, the whole thing just crumbled super, super fast. Wow. Um, and it's because I didn't have any investments, you know, I was, I was, I was making great money, but it was all, it was all from my, my labor. And, uh, and it actually drove me into personal bankruptcy. So I was a bankruptcy attorney who went bankrupt. Yeah. And I was just like, I remember sitting in front of the bankruptcy trustee thinking to myself, and I've been here a thousand times and now I'm doing it myself. I got to do something different. And, uh, so I took a job, made, made like, Okay, less than a thousand dollars a week. I don't remember. It was like a reasonable job, but it wasn't amazing. Moved to Chattanooga, just said, I'm not practicing law anymore. I'm going to figure out a different strategy and I need to figure out how to make money because I thought I might die. Right. I still was sick and I I wanted to make sure my wife had money when, when I was gone. Right. So I just said, well, the only thing I know that makes money no matter what is real estate. So I'm just going to start buying real estate. Had no money, no credit. And it was 2010. And we just, I, I saved up like $20,000 $20,000 and bought a condo with a friend of mine in Detroit, 50, 50 for cash. You know, it was a hundred thousand dollar foreclosure that we bought for 30 from the bank. Yeah, it was one of yeah. those deals because stuff was crazy then. And then we just kept reinvesting all the money. And as I got bonuses, I put it into the real estate and, and then we started doing some private money stuff because we had to, didn't have a choice, no credit, no money. Yeah. And uh, we borrowed one, one private investor, loaned us about a million dollars interest only over the next two years. And that, that really gave me the, the ability to, to, to get a bunch. And so in 17, when I switched to multifamily and I quit my job, I had about 60 units of, of residential, but it was all paid off single family stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So go from, I think I've got it figured out, um, Machu Picchu to very sick and very broke yeah. To real estate as a path to long-term wealth. And it's funny. Some people just have this epiphany where they're just going to move in to take the long game. Other people have a life event like you did that takes them into the long game. But out of all the interviews I've done, all the people I've met, the people I've coached and taught, consulted with, people that have coached me, it seems like there's this overarching theme that when we're in the business to make money, it's very transactional. It's very hamster wheel stuff. And eventually that comes to a screeching halt somehow, some way. That's the overarching theme I hear again and again. And then when people take the long-term approach, like family offices that I talk to, they're like, we invest for three generations from now. So you got to take that long-term approach. When I started thinking about those same lines, it's like, I've got so much more free time. I've got so much more happiness. I don't care if I make a little bit less money in the front end because I'm stacking up all these incomes and it's so freeing. Like how free did you feel in 2017 when you're like, now I've kind of got it figured out, but I've got it kind of permanently figured out, mm. not transactionally yeah. figured out. Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's amazing. Right. So in 17, I, when I, the company I was working for was selling to a bigger company and they offered me a job at this big corporation. And I was like, and it would have paid really well, but I, I didn't want to work for a big corporation. Yeah, didn't yeah. even really want to work for a small one. Right. But uh, so I just went, I'm going to just take, they gave me six months severance and I thought I'll just take the six months off. I don't think I had enough income from real estate then that I could have never went back to work. Cause you know, I still have leukemia and I have this very expensive drug that yeah. I have to take. So I needed to have good insurance. So I had to figure that out. Uh, and I just kind of went, you know, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And then uh, 
after about a week, I got bored of sitting by the pool and uh, I started going, well, you know what? It's really cool not to have to work. So I should help other people not to have to work. And that's why we got into doing uh, like the real estate show and stuff was just, I wanted to help people and give back. And it turns out as soon as I started giving back opportunities just appeared out of nowhere. Like if you, wow. if you go into that, like I'm going to help people mode, uh, your life gets better really fast. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. I was just going to ask you, Jeff, like now that you've gone through this process, this journey, being at the top, being at the bottom, coming back, what kind of advice would you give your younger self? Like the former self that was in the middle of all this, you'd punch yourself in the face and say, do it this way or do this differently. Or, you know, our audience that's listening, like they're going to be thinking like, well, what can I do different? What would you say to yourself? Or what would you say to our audience is something that you've learned along the way that's been, that's been impactful. So so there's actually two things that I think are really important. The first thing is I think the secret to life, and I didn't realize this right away. It's something to do with what you're saying about building multi-generational wealth, but it's really about figuring out how to buy back your time as soon as possible Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to do something right. Like for me, I actually kind of liked practicing law. It wasn't that bad. I didn't love it, but Sometimes I'm tempted to go back and practice law now and I don't have to, right? Yeah. But, but the point is, I, I know that I can do it if I want, but I don't have to. And so, look, if you can figure out how to buy back your time, that really matters. And then, you know, from a real estate perspective, that means, you know, don't wait. Like a lot of people are going, oh, the market's really hot right now. I can't find deals. And I get that. It's tougher now than it was in 2010. But if I had started buying real estate in 2005, four, three, two, you know, one of those years when I was reading, you know, rich dad, poor dad, and like thinking about real estate and watching Carlton sheets on late night yeah. television. Yeah. Right. I mean, when, if I had started then, when I got sick, I wouldn't have been bankrupt and I would have been in a completely different spot. Now I'd be much wealthier for one, but also I wouldn't have had to go through that pain. Yeah. Right. And, um, I don't regret it because like I learned a lot through that process, but if I could do it over again, I'd skip that. I mean, just like I think everyone would skip getting leukemia if they could. Right. right? Um, but I don't regret that I have it. It's not, you know, it is one of those things where like it's caused me to become a different person. And what I've learned from it is, is amazing. Um, and, you know, and it doesn't even even for people that aren't interested in real estate, uh, the buying back their time and, and doing the things that they want. And, and I think the most important thing is you can't bank on your health. You can't bank on the future. So you, if you have some hopes, dreams, desires, goals, uh, you know, just some kind of aspiration of any kind, you just got to go do it now. Just don't yeah. wait. Make today the day you do it, not someday. Fantastic advice, Jeff. As a, as a pancreatic cancer survivor myself. Ooh, that's a good one. That Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was diagnosed in 2011, had a massive surgery in 2011. Doctor basically saved my life on the operating table. And it made me think entirely different about 
how I look at life, how I look at relationships, investing for the long term, but doing everything that I really love right freaking now, right? Yeah. Not waiting till tomorrow, not waiting till next year. It's like there's fine. There's our ways to do everything you ever want to do, whether it's travel, whether it's family, creating new relationships, repairing old relationships that are broken. Like do it now because nobody ever, ever goes to sleep and then wakes up the next day and says, yeah, probably going to get diagnosed with cancer tomorrow. Yeah. Nobody. Now, and having gone through that a couple of times now, I'll tell you, it's never fun, but it also isn't necessarily the end of your life, but yeah. it is a good focusing event, right? I mean, um, and that's what I, I have this thing I call the last life ever philosophy. Um, and actually I have a show called that too, last life ever. But um, the idea is that you only live this one time and you really owe it to yourself um, your family, your community, and even the world to live the best possible version of that life. Because, oh, yeah. because, and, and it's, it's bigger than just like, I want to travel more. I want to like be famous. It's like, if you live the best version of your life, that's whatever that means to you. That's what charities do you want to support? Um, do you want to start a charity? What causes are important to you? Um, how do you want to leave a legacy? Do you want to create um, wealth that can protect your kids? Cause I mean, listen, if, if you didn't have to, you know, the secret to life, buy back your time. That's what I said, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if your parents made it so you had the time to 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 reach the self-actualization right out of the gate, yeah. right? How much easier is your life? No, I don't, I don't mean like make it so easy for your kids that they become lazy because that's yeah. not the point, right? But But if you have to struggle to pay your bills, to buy food, to pay for your house, you can't do bigger and better things. And that's why buying back your time is so important. You can start doing those things that really matter to you. And so if you can get into that, that mode and start doing those great things, the big things, you're going to make the whole world better. Yeah. And that's, that's the secret. Fantastic stuff, Jeff. Um, So let's jump into the last part of the show, right? The fast five. Appreciate all that advice. That was fantastic. Um, So the fast five, give me your fastest answer. You can 15 to 30 seconds or less. Question number one, what's your favorite way to find great real estate deals? It's just networking, all networking. Got it. Favorite way to find capital or joint venture partners to close and fund your deals? Same answer. Networking. Love it. Uh, What's your favorite book that you've ever read that you've gotten a lot out of or favorite piece of advice that somebody's ever given you? That's a tough one. My favorite book, excluding the Bible, probably Michael Crichton's Travels. The science fiction author's autobiography. Oh, wow. Love it. I've never heard of that one before. I'll have to check it out. That's great. You should read it. I read it like five times. Jeff, where's your favorite place to go to decompress, de-stress, and relax? Under the ocean. I love scuba diving. Yeah, I love being under the water. Yeah. Where's your favorite place you've ever scuba dived? What's up? Well, the Great Barrier Reef is really great. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. But actually, I would say I went cenote diving, which is like underwater, freshwater, underground, freshwater caves in in the Yucatan. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you're living a great life, man. I love this interview. I love hearing your story and your energy. Last question is, who do you think had the biggest impact on your life? Maybe it was a mentor, a coach. Uh, Who's had the biggest impact on your life personally and why? See, you know, that's a tough question. I was thinking about that before the show. Uh, probably my dad, because I've made a lot of decisions based on the way that he thinks. Um, and we've traveled together and, and, and some stuff. But I think that, honestly, like it changes from day to day, right? Like 
there's there's always something to be learned from somebody and like you can read an auto like right now i'm reading about ben franklin and i'm like wow ben franklin seems amazing and then yeah. i started watching the hemingway documentary and i'm like whoa hemingway did all this cool stuff so i don't know i just i'm inspired constantly by people that do great things and so it's really hard to narrow it down yeah fantastic answer love it jeff listen had a fantastic time on the interview i'm sure that some of our audience is going to want to reach out to you listen to your show get more information or possibly joint venture with you on a deal where can they reach out to you where can they get more information yeah so the thing that i'm most passionate about is the last life ever philosophy and so the best place to find me is actually in our private facebook group for last life ever and it's you know it's free to join it's just last life ever private Facebook group. Uh, it just says last life ever private group when you search it on Facebook. And it's, uh, we just hang out in there and try to encourage people to do the best things that they can with their lives. And uh, since I'm in there a lot, it's easy to get my attention there. Awesome stuff. Jeff, listen, thank you so much for carving out some time on Accelerated Investor today. Oh, I appreciate you having me, Josh. Thanks for everything. So, hey, I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Jeff. I had an absolute blast. I really enjoyed his energy, his enthusiasm. And I think, you know, when your life has been pressed and you've been kind of dragged through the mud like Jeff and I both have with different cancer diagnosis, I think you realize that life can be short. You can get an amazing and crazy diagnosis that can completely change the trajectory of your life. So live your absolute best life right now. What's the best version of you that you can be. Go live that life right now. Don't wait. Go now. And of course, investing in long-term multifamily real estate is a great way to create passive income. And finally, looking to move into Puerto Rico. Uh, we certainly are as well. It's going to be a fantastic. So listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it all over social media. Leave us a rating and a review. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode of Accelerated Real Estate Investor on either iTunes or YouTube and let us know who you'd like us to have on the show next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you pay attention. I'm so grateful that you engage with me every week on the show. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Accelerated Real Estate Investor on Facebook, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Hey, Josh here. And do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're going to do then is every week we're going to pick our favorite rating and review and we're going to send that person a free t-shirt and maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investor. So... Again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week. You were just listening to the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, help us build our community by leaving a review and five-star rating on our iTunes podcast channel. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode.
To see passive investing opportunities, visit freelandventures.com slash passive. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of with multifamily apartments, apply for one-on-one coaching with Josh at joshcantwellcoaching.com.